When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You're tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Although Creed Fisher was influenced early by his grandfather and his classic country and hard rock music tastes. From George Strait to Ted Nugent, Creed said the earlier part of his life got in the way of his music and he took the proverbial scenic route. He said he started writing songs for therapy, but eventually people started taking notice. And now his rebellious outlaw country music flavor is gaining him fans. Creed joins us to talk about his latest album, Whiskey and the Dog, on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Hi, Creed. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, buddy. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me today. Where are we talking to you from? I'm at my house in New Braunfels, Texas. Texas. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, you kind of got a, a little bit later start, at least in the professional side of your music, didn't you? Yes, sir. I didn't get into music until I was 30, about 34. Wow. Did you grow up with 30- music? I grew up listening and loving all kinds of music. When, when did you start playing? I was about 35 when I played my first show, I think. As a kid, did you play also, or did you not even pick up music at all until you were older? I didn't play till I was about 35. So you mean literally just didn't pick up wow okay (laughs) what what led you to that i got divorced was married for 12 years yeah i was just going through a a time in my life where i was had a lot of extra time on my hands and was doing a little soul searching and and then uh that's how i got i picked up went and bought a guitar at the pawn shop and the rest is history wow (laughs) so completely self-taught even that's awesome yes sir so when when did the did you pick up the guitar and start playing your own music as well or or were you diving into things that you enjoyed and then the writing came later? No sir, I was more into just writing my own stuff. I was just, I was writing songs before I picked up the guitar so okay. that's, that's kind of led me to pick the guitar up. Yeah, okay. And and writing songs is a way to to deal with the the tough stuff that he had gone through. Yeah, yeah. The person, just you know, the restructuring of of my life at that time. Sure. Yeah. I I, I read somewhere in the notes that um, you had, had given credit for influence um, in your life from your I think your grandfather, right? Yeah, I was really close to my grandfather. He was one of my my biggest influences. He he passed away when I was eleven. So I like, talk a lot in my music. Yeah. Okay. 
What style of music influenced you while you were growing up? You know, I was growing up during the early 80s. Okay. You know, so yeah. Just so many different, <laughs> so many different uh, styles, not only styles, but artists uh, at that time that were, I think on my mom's side, I was listening to more like Marty Robbins and Don Williams, mm -hmm. the old country. Yeah. And then on my, I mean, on my dad's side, rather. And then on my mom's side, I was getting Ted Nugent and Black Sabbath. So. <laughs> That's a good combination there. <laughs> yeah. Was that playing consciously for you when you started creating your own music? Were you thinking those styles as you were beginning to develop your own? Not really. Not really. I, I just, I was... Obviously, country came natural to me, you know, mm -hmm. just uh, three chords in the truth, you know. I think the the more the Southern rock uh, style of my music came a little later, um, after I got with my first band, who was basically a rock band, mm -hmm. led me that way. But I think at first it was just, uh, you know, I wrote, my first song I wrote was I'll Keep Drinking. Mm-hmm which uh, is going to be, it was on my first album, which I, you know, I, I took a few years back. I quit selling my first album. I just wasn't happy with, with the, the production mm -hmm. of it. And so that song's actually on my next album coming next year, Rebel in the South. Yeah. But okay. yeah, and that was my first song I wrote. I'll keep drinking. It was just, I think the, the Merle Haggard kind of, style came the easiest to me yeah most natural yeah i i hear a very um uh to use an overused term an outlaw country flavor running through the music that i listen to uh in your music it's just an extension of my life yeah you know yeah it's it's a dysfunction you know yeah <laughs> do, do, Go that ahead. reminds me. Well, I always say I love Miranda Lambert. You know, uh -huh. I don't typically like that. You know, that style of music, and but it's just I relate to it. You know, right. with with because that's my music's a lot about dysfunction. Yeah. Do you have uh, much of an opportunity to get feedback from your fans, uh, identifying with the stories that you're telling? Oh yeah, yeah. My fans they talk all the time about how my music touches them, and and uh, you know, from stories about veterans to all the way to just you know your average everyday person. Yeah, I think my music has a lot of heart and soul in it. Yeah, for sure. I I also read where you mentioned that you felt like a lot of what was missing in the modern music was the storytelling aspect. Uh, and I would agree with you. Is that um, when you sit down to create a new song, do you approach it with the idea that you're telling a story? Is that is that the the, the starting point? That's 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 all I do. I mean, I can't imagine writing a song that wasn't telling a story. Yeah. You know, it certainly adds that's... depth, for sure. Yeah, I mean. So much of the music these days is just, you know, you listen to it, and then when you, when it, 
the melody's fun and, and whatever, but you get done listening to it and you, you couldn't tell them what their, me- you couldn't tell somebody what their message was. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's always try to make sure that I'm giving some message regardless of whether it's about drinking or, you know, stuff that's patriotic. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very, um, very patriotic, very American, just, um, uh, working class folks. Just, it feels like you're really speaking to kind of the heart of, of what this country is. Well, I, I love this country. I grew up, you know, very blessed to live here. So, comes very natural to me yeah how were you able to or, or were you able to to stay active with your music during the pandemic being from texas i guess you guys had a little bit more of flexibility than some of the other states were you able to keep playing i had uh obviously from about march to to august i did more i was more in the studio mm-hmm. um Places were shut down and whatnot, but I, I got back to playing about August. I went and played Sturgis. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, and I think after that, you know, uh, I was able to stay busy till November. And we always always take a break after uh, around Thanksgiving till early January. So yeah, I mean, I, I didn't get to play a whole lot, but I was able to stay out probably more than most artists. Has, have you been able to pursue this as a, a full-time venture? Yes, sir. I've been doing this full-time for, I guess, about three years now. Yeah, okay. Mostly regionally? Or, or have you been able to get across the the you know the, the entirety of the United States? Well, when it comes to playing live, I mean, I play all over the country. But right trying to focus more on texas you know because that was kind of i was playing a lot more in the southeast than i was here so obviously you know i'm trying to i'm not be on the road quite as much right we're going to pause for just a moment we'll be right back welcome back to the interview do you have a favorite venue or outlet for your music that you enjoy one where you feel like you get a chance to connect with fans greater than another not really i mean i I love i love a lot of the the places we play you know uh i think youtube is a big uh platform for us yeah always putting out new videos and stuff like that which i think keeps people engaged now, you took no, I'm, go ahead. I'm known for the bike rallies and stuff. I really enjoy Bike Week in Daytona. Yeah, yeah. You know, Sturges. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I can hear in your music that that would uh, resonate with those audiences very well. I, I can imagine that that would be a very good, uh, very popular venue. Plus, I love to ride my motorcycle. So yeah, <laughs> the win-win. Right. I I also read where you you took a really uh, a, a DIY approach uh, to your music, especially early on, trying to find uh, exactly where it fits. 
was that a, a pretty significant learning curve to, to navigate that approach to it? Not really. I kind of got lucky, I guess, you know, but you call it luck or just a little bit of luck and a lot of hard work. I mean, sure. I was lucky to meet the right people to know, you know, my team at Fort Worth Sound. Uh, until I met those guys, I think I was a little bit just kind of wandering around, you know, in the wilderness. But yeah, back in 2016, when I did my first song there with those guys, I think from that point on, I've uh, been on a pretty steady path. And I think, you know, we just put out, we just cut my, I think my eighth or ninth album with those guys. Wow. Okay. And uh, I think obviously now these days we've, we've got it honed in and which is awesome. You know, I think it just, that's kind of just how it worked out for me. Mm -hmm. The good Lord kind of had his hand on it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you mentioned YouTube. So you have a fairly regular schedule of releasing videos. Yeah. I mean, especially now with the new label, um, we did, I think we're doing four or five, maybe even six off whiskey and the dog. Okay. So, great. you know, every, every couple of weeks. Yeah. And we're doing a lot of, you know, we're doing acoustic stuff, acoustic versions of songs on the album. Mm, okay. Uh, the acoustic version of the good old US of A was on Country Rebel. So, yeah, I mean, we're putting out a lot of content on YouTube. And that album's been out for how long, the new one? That album dropped on the 22nd, so it's been out a week and a few days. Yeah, okay, so the album itself is really fresh out then. Yeah. And you mentioned you're already kind of thinking ahead and working on the new one? Man, I've always stayed ahead of the game. I've yeah. already finished the next album. Really? I go in, I go in to sing on it in a few weeks. So it'll be done. It's coming out probably like April, May. Oh, so you won't you won't set on it very long then. It it'll be coming out soon. Then I've already cut my next uh, tribute album, Outlaw Influence Volume Two. Okay. So it'll be coming out late summer next year. Wow. And okay. I'm I'm working on a bunch of different stuff. Recutting Ain't Scared to Bleed, my first Southern Rock album. Redoing it. So we've got a lot of content coming. Do you have a tour lined up? Is there a um, uh, where you're going to head out? You mentioned being able to play across the country. Do you have dates lined up through the spring and summer? Our tour doesn't start till I believe March. Okay. Next year. We're going out with the LAX. So we'll be out with them about four months till uh july they always take off july every year so in july we'll take a little break i'll start i'll go on my own little little tour and and then after that i'm not sure uh there's a few different things we could do after that but yeah i mean we're going to be busy you know first and foremost is the tour with the lax that'll be a lot of fun yeah We'll be. I don't know the dates yet. I won't know probably for about another month, and then we'll they'll be posted. 
we'll start posting them. Will that be a nationwide tour? Yeah, yeah. I think, like I said, I'm not sure where they're going. They they got so backed up through COVID and that they're they're playing shows now that were booked two years ago. So, oh yeah, I, okay. Think, like right now, they're up in New York. You know, so That's I think good. we're going. I think next year, I think we're going West Coast. Mm-hmm. So I think definitely, I think California is on on it, and uh, we always they always go to the Southeast. That's kind of our bread and butter. Sure, there. yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it'll be all over the country. And and this will be full band. Do you do any any solo type stuff? I do. Yeah, I play uh, if it pays. You yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. But I usually play with my band. You know, I don't. But, yeah, I mean, it's kind of just part of it. When you're on the road, you try to maximize your your earnings, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm out on the road with the band, you know, you play full band Friday and you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe Sunday, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday just me and my guitar mm-hmm. you know and we're on the road so yeah but if i could go make some some cash and but it's got to pay though you know i don't if it ain't if it doesn't pay i'd really just be hanging out with the fellas yeah yeah that's cool how how you mentioned obviously you've got a couple uh albums already in the can how, how far are you thinking out for your career professionally do you have a you know, uh, this is what I'd like to see myself doing in five years, ten years. Is this is this going to be till you're going to do this forever? Do you do you have a bucket list, kind of a a future vision of what you what you want to be doing as a musician? I'm kind of like Willie Nelson <laughs> in that respect. Yeah, not political. No, man. I just like I said, you know, like I tell all my my team, you know, I'm not going to be carried up on the stage yeah. <laughs> and propped up. Right. You know, I get too old to walk up there without a, if I ever feel like I can't live up because we put on a hell of a show mm-hmm. you know, we come and it's high energy and you know, I'm thinking sixties, somewhere in the sixties, you know, mm-hmm. late six, if I was blessed to do it that long, yeah. you know, but I think, you know, as long as I can do it, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but there are other things you know that I that I like to do, and and we'll you know we'll get into as I get older. Sure, but do you, yeah, I mean, my life, you know, I can I can't imagine doing anything else. Yeah, do you have any industry music achievements that you haven't reached yet? That's you know that's that's the one thing that would kind of put an explanation point on your career if if that would happen kind of thing i would have to say maybe selling selling out red rocks yeah (laughs) well you know i think that i mean i've had nine top fives on itunes yeah i saw that that's awesome so i think you know just there's definitely milestones to be achieved you always got to have some goal that you're shooting for sure you know I think selling out Red Rocks is is my probably highest goal. Playing, you know, on the live side of things. Yeah. And I think having a goal, you know, uh, obviously would like to go to number one on iTunes. Yeah. Right. 
But man, I, I just you know I just I do it for for different reasons, you know. Yeah. As long as I'm, as long as I'm staying true to that, that's all it that really matters. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I certainly enjoy your music, Creed, and I um I'm I'm gonna watch your calendar. I'd love to get to see you guys live, and uh, I wish you well with this new record, and then the, the the future one's coming out, man. It's so cool to hear that you're. You're you're uh, recording that far in advance, so I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Well, I just want to say thanks for having me, man. I appreciate uh, I appreciate the people that support us, man. Yeah, well, thank you very much, and uh, best of luck to you. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, bud. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.